Good morning. Hey, morning. I'm Shane. I'm the uh, outreach pastor in this church. Oh, it's a really a privilege for me to preach in the first service of 2019 this morning. I still remember the first time when I preached in the morning service was three years ago. Since then, I haven't been asked to preach in the morning again. <laughs> I must have said something wrong last time. So I guess the only reason I am allowed to preach this morning is because Pastor Mike is now here. <laughs> so thank you very much, Bob, for organizing this for me. Hey, January is very special for me. Not only is the beginning of the new year, um, 9th of January 2002, I arrived in New Zealand for the first time. So I have been living in this country for 17 years. Many things have changed over time. 17 years ago, I was a single man only living for myself. Now, I am a family man living with a lovely wife and two children. 17 years ago, I was an international student with a strong Chinese accent. <laughs> now, I'm a New Zealand citizen with a strong Chinese accent. <laughs> I don't think God would bother changing my accent <laughs> because I only pray to Him in Mandarin. When I look back over the years, 2011 was the year when life-changing moment happened. I became a Christian in this church on that year. Since then, I have been through a great journey of life, pursuing the purpose of God. So today, I'm going to share with you a great journey recorded in the Bible. That is the journey of Apostle Paul to the city of Rome. In that journey, Paul rolled out the stone, survived a shipwreck. That was really an unstoppable journey. From Paul's journey, we are going to find out the key to reach the next destination of our life despite all the struggles you are facing and all the circumstances you are in now. So now, let's travel back to 2,000 years ago in the city of Jerusalem. 23 years after being a Christian, at the age of 52, Apostle Paul was imprisoned in the Jerusalem. Why? Because the people in Jerusalem didn't like the gospel he was preaching. Some of them even planned to kill him. Paul used to be a social elite in Jewish society. But now he is rejected by the whole society and became a prisoner. Just imagine someone in this 
circumstance, how much faith still remains in the God? How much hope still remains for the future? But one night in the prison, Jesus appeared to God. He said to him, that was written in the chapter 23 of the book of Acts. Jesus said, take courage. Take courage. As you have testified about me in Jerusalem, you must also testify in Rome. You must also testify in Rome. So imagine what Paul feel at this moment. The book of Acts ends with Paul's arrival in Rome. The author wants to show us, despite all the obstacles, God will still keep his promise to Paul. Paul someday will testify about Jesus in Rome. And from Rome, the gospel will be proclaimed throughout the world. My friends, my friends, I believe everyone has a city of Rome in heart. That is the destination of the journey you are going on now. That is the goal of the career you are pursuing now. Rome is the place God will fulfill his purpose in your life. Rome is the place your dream will come true and your vision will turn into reality. Rome is the place you will be able to declare to the world, like Apostle Paul said, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Everyone has a city of Rome in heart, but not everyone will be able to arrive there. That's why it's so important for us to learn from Apostle Paul's journey. Even you feel the whole world is against you, you will still be able to arrive Rome. Your journey is unstoppable. So now, let's get on board with Paul and start this unstoppable journey. Paul was on board with another 300 people, including the soldiers, sailors, and other prisoners. So on this journey, they are on the way, um, and they are on the way to a small island called Crete. When they were traveling on the Mediterranean Sea, Paul's spiritual radar sensed something was going wrong. So now let's see Acts chapter 27, verse 8 to 9. We moved along the coast with difficulty and came to a place called Fair Heavens, near the town of Lycia. Much time had been lost, and sailing had already become dangerous because by now, it was after the Day of Atonement. Fair Heavens is a very, very small port on the island of Crete. 
They arrived there around mid-October. So now they have to make a very big decision. Should they stay there for the next several months, or should they go to a better port that will make them much more comfortable in the winter? Now, Paul has his own opinion. Let's see verses 10 to 11. Paul warned them, Man, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to ship and cargo and to our own lives also. But the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and of the owner of the ship. Paul was not a weatherman. He grew up in the area of Palestine. He didn't have any idea about the weather on the sea. We live on the island. We know how unpredictable the weather is like in Auckland. Even today, you can't completely trust the weather forecast. I have been working in the building industry for 15 years before I became a pastor. How many times I organized the concrete laying based on the weather forecast, and then I messed it up. So now, I rely on my spirituality instead of the technology. I just simply pray to God and ask, please stop the rain for three hours for me <laughs> so I can finish the concrete. Listen, I am running a small business. I don't think what I'm asking will affect the global climate change. So please help me out. So, obviously, Paul's opinion was not based on his knowledge on climate. His opinion was based on his spirituality. In Acts chapter 16, it says, Paul always, always follows the Holy Spirit's direction on his mission trip. When the Holy Spirit says, yes, Paul will go. When the Holy Spirit says, no, Paul will stop. So everything Paul says is from the revelation of God. Unfortunately, despite Paul's warning, they still decide to go to the next port. My friend, today, when we read the Bible, Paul is the one who speaks with authority. Paul is the one who speaks with influence. Because we know who Paul is, and we know who is speaking through Paul to us. But if you put Paul back in the context in those days, who was he on the ship? A prisoner. So who he was talking to? The military soldiers, the officers, who had the power over all the prisoners the owner of the ship, who had the authority to command the crew, the sailors, 
who had the best knowledge and skills on the sea. Where those people listen to a prisoner. Will everything Paul say had any authority or influence on them? No, not at all. In the journey of life, it's so easy for us to follow the worldly power and the worldly knowledge, but ignore the people of God who speak the truth to us. It's so easy for us to make the same mistake as those people did on that ship. Today, God is telling us those people who relied on the worldly things could not even save themselves in that circumstance, but drag you deep into the storm with them. You think Paul traveled with those people because God wants those people to help Paul arrive home. On the contrary, because Paul will help those people arrive home. So my friend, the key player in this game is now the ministry power. It's now the technology or the on any kind of skills on the ship. It is Paul, the disciple of Jesus. Unfortunately, they didn't listen. They didn't believe in Paul. As you can imagine, they were in trouble. Verses 20 to 22. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. After they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Man, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete then you will have spared yourselves this damage and loss. But now, I urge you to take, keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. It is so weird. Paul didn't have any confidence before the journey began. But now, when everything has gone wrong, this man got his confidence back. Imagine what the people will react. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, Paul. How can we all survive in a shipwreck, in such a storm? Man, you are talking nonsense. You don't know what kind of situations we are facing now. So where is Paul's confidence from? Let's see the next verses. Paul says, Last night, an angel of the God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. 
And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So, keep up your courage, man. For I have faith in God that it will happen just as He told me. Once again, it was from God. Paul was trying to make those people understand. You put your hope in the ship. When the ship goes down, your hope is gone. I put my hope in God. When the ship goes down, I still going on. So without the ship, you are going nowhere. Without the ship, I will still arrive home. For my God never fails me. The problem, the problem of you guys is you putting your hope in the circumstance, not in the mighty God. So the first point we learn from Paul on this journey is focus on God's greatness instead of your circumstance. Now, I am going to share with you a story of a young Christian businessman who is in my small group. This man, he has been working on introducing a new building product into New Zealand market. I believe this man was doing the right thing because I have been heard so many people talking about doing the same thing. But he was the only one took the action. I respect that. And I believe God put this man in my small group because God wanted me to help him with my faith in God and my experience in the industry. Because we all know it is a very, very tough job. Let me share some of the challenges this young man has been facing in the past two years. Number one, another two overseas competitors were competing with him in the process of certification. They were both bigger than him, got more money than he did, got more experience than he did. Number two, a very big local company was standing in the way in order to keep the stranglehold on the market. This big company doesn't want to see anyone bring a new product into the industry. Number three, the certificate agency in New Zealand was attacked by their competitors from Australia. So if this agency was down, all the money and time this young man had spent in the process of certification would be in vain. And he had to go through all the process again through the companies in Australia. I don't think that was a good idea. Number four, his business partner 
withdrew from the investment halfway because they lost the confidence in New Zealand market. What a poor man. What a lonely man. So in that kind of a circumstance, what could we do? We just keep fighting. We keep praying. We put our hope in God's greatness instead of in the circumstance. A few months ago, his product finally got certified by the industry. The other two companies who manufactured the similar product couldn't make it. He was the only product certified. Why? Because he was in my small group. <laughs> I told you, I told you. And the second good news, this year, he will start his first project with this new building product. So my friend, focus on God's greatness instead of the circumstance. Your journey will be unstoppable. However, in the journey of life, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. So I can imagine the people on that ship, they must be filled with angers, regrets, pains, because of the bad decision they had made. Paul must have seen that as well. So Paul was encouraging those people by teaching them a very important principle of God. The principle is, despite what happened in the past, despite all the bad decisions you had made, from now on, start follow God. Put your faith in God and listen to Him you will still be able to arrive your destination. Rome, the journey to Rome is not stoppable. So that is the second thing we are going to learn from this journey. Adhere to God's way instead of your way. You must still believe, uh, sorry, you must still remember the global economy crisis in 2008. That was a huge storm. That didn't really affect New Zealand until 2009. From then, my business started declining and hit the bottom in 2011. Oh, I end up selling everything I had in order to get myself out of the trouble. And then I moved into a small apartment paid by my parents. And I was so painful, regretful, and angry about myself. What was the primary problem? 
that had caused such a great loss in my business? Was it the stone? No. The problem was not the stone. The problem was the man who piloted the ship into the storm. I was the problem. What I learned from the lesson in my business: never blame your circumstance. Never blame your circumstance. It's always the idea of man that causes all the troubles. So I must change myself first. If I still run the business the same way before, I will mess it up again. If I still live my life as the same way before, I will end up in the same circumstance again. So I must change myself first. However, I couldn't make it by myself. I can't. If people can easily change themselves, man, this world should have been a much better place. And then, a Christian appeared to my life. He led me to this church. I asked God for His forgiveness in a new life. God answered me in the message of our pastor. So once I start living my life in God's way, everything around me began to change in a good way. So that's very important. Please do not hold onto your regrets or pains in the past. From now on, adhere to God's way. Instead of your way, you will still be able to arrive wrong. Now, before I close, I would like to invite you to one of our small groups. If you are not in one yet, my friend, if we want to adhere to God's way instead of my way, if we Want to focus on God's greatness instead of my circumstance? We must build a fellowship with the people who have faith in God. That's why we must join in one of the small groups. In my small group, we read the Bible together, we pray for each other, we share the testimony with each other, so we grow together in faith. If you want to reveal, experience the power and the greatness of God revealed in your journey, you must know what is your spiritual gift. God saved the people on the boat through Paul's spiritual gift. God helped the young Christian businessman through my spiritual gift. So find out your spiritual gift. That's why I'm inviting you to come to our growth track. In four weeks' time, you will discover your spirit gift. In 2019, we are committed to help you move closer to God. 
and you will be blessed more than ever. Now let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the journey. Thank you for what you have done, what you have done in our life, what you are doing, and what you will do for us. In the journey ahead of us in 2019, God, please help all of us to focus on you instead of the circumstance. Please help us to adhere to your way instead of our way. You bless everyone in this house today, and we will follow you. We pray in the name of Jesus. So if you are not Christian now, and you want to take this opportunity to get to know Jesus more, can you please close your eyes and do this prayer with me? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Please come to my heart and forgive my sin. From today, I will follow you, trust you, and walk in your way. I pray in the name of Jesus. Now, Pastor Bob will do offering for us. Wow! What a wasn't that a great message? Can take a lot home from that. You know, if you've、uh, prayed that prayer, or you want to know more about us, there's connect cards scattered around the seats and out by the information table.、I'd、love you to fill it in, and、um, if we can help you connect with a small group, growth track, or whatever, or get baptised, then we'd love to do that. We're going to receive the offering as we sing the last、uh, song together, and it's also a place you can put the connect card into the offering bag. The offering is for our church members. If you're a visitor here, just let the bag go by. And、uh, you know, God's a great God. You know, generosity is an important part of being a Christian, and、uh, it makes us more like God. For God so loved the world, He gave, didn't He? He gave, gave us Jesus. He gave His only Son, so that whoever believed in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So we all know what an offering is, and、uh, we all receive that. But let's stand together. Eunice is going to lead us in the team. And、uh, the offering bag will come around and pass by. Thank you. We're gonna sing one last time. He shall reign forever. And he shall reign forever. Strongholds now surrender for the Lord. Our God has overcome. Who can be against this Jesus? Our Defender. He
morning. Go and enjoy the rest of the day. What a great summer we're having. And uh, God is so good. So God bless you.